G'day and welcome to another episode of Perth Property Insider. I'm your host, Jared Mann, and today I'm talking through strategies for transitioning to retirement and having a greater passive income. So I really wanted to touch on this because the idea came from some of the members of our Perth Property Investment Facebook group. Really appreciate all the ideas you've um, been sharing, everyone, about uh, topics you want to see covered. So if you're not a member of the group, head on over to to Facebook and search Perth Property Investment. We're the biggest Facebook group for Perth-focused um, investing. So check it out and jump in there and let me know some of your ideas for future episodes as well. But um, I don't see this phase ever really covered. Everyone talks about more the acquisition and the exciting phase one where, you know, you're buying properties and potentially adding value to them and this kind of thing. But what happens after you've got enough properties? What do you how do you actually ensure that you properly consolidate and get to the income or retirement phase? And that's what we're going to be covering here today. Strategies to do that effectively. Let's go inside. Welcome to Perth Property Insider, where you will learn how to grow your wealth and improve your life using Perth property. Our show is brought to you by Investors Edge Real Estate, the highly rated and award-winning property management specialist servicing the whole of Perth. Now, here is your host, Jared Mann. Most of the time, I focus our episodes on how to best grow your asset base by selecting high-performing property and more importantly, getting your mindset right to push through the obstacles that come up along the way and expand your comfort zone to become ready to receive and keep money. But once you've acquired enough properties in this first acquisition phase, your attention then needs to move to the next phase, which I like to call consolidation. So how do you know when it's time to consolidate? It comes back to having a really good and clear strategic plan that conservatively projects forward the growth in your portfolio's income and equity so that you know that with time and the power of compounding, the properties that you've actually bought are going to be enough to meet your goals for your target level of passive income and net worth by a certain target age. So that's a fancy way of saying you want to do projections based on your current portfolio to know that you're going to have enough money to be able to enter that next phase, which I like to call retirement. Now, for most people, this target age is a retirement age, 60, 65, some retire at 70, and it marks the beginning of that phase three where you're trying to fully replace the income from your job or business with income from your property, portfolio, shares, super, so that it covers all or most of your expenses. Some people work part-time and and transition down to that so they don't need as much passive income all at once. And other people choose to continue working because they enjoy it and they won't need as much passive income either. So This is also what most people refer to as financial freedom. And you don't need to think of it as retirement. It's when your passive income covers the expenses that you've got and gives you choices. So for those of us that want more choices that come with this 
phase sooner and we want to be able to you know decide whether we work at all or whether our partners work at all then your target for when to start this income phase three or retirement phase three can be at any age you want but for most people they're going to need at least 20 years of compounding from when they acquire their properties to really work its magic in order to have enough to be able to to do this and enter this phase or they need to have a really high surplus income to be able to speed things up so less spoken about strategies are those to potentially take for phase two or the consolidation phase in order to most effectively make it to the phase three income or retirement phase so while phase two is not as exciting. I mean, you're not going out and buying properties and, you know, all the excitement that comes with the acquisitions in phase one. It's, however, just as important to have a clear plan or you may not end up at your destination of having the income and financial freedom that you want in phase three. So that middle phase is, is just as important as the acquisitions you make in phase one. So once you've acquired enough property assets, the first and most important thing is to initially redirect all your surplus savings that you were making towards investments towards paying off your home. And as your property's rent will also continue to grow, your properties will go from potentially being negatively geared or to then being more strongly positively geared and giving you more cash flow to help with this paying down of your home. Some people try to pay off their home before starting investing at all. And I personally believe this is a big mistake because from what I've seen, they never get around to investing until it's all too late and their investments don't have the 20 or 30 years to compound into life-changing wealth. So it's the compounding that makes the difference, especially by the time you get to 30 plus years and the property's doubled three times, hopefully over that period. And, uh, you know, it really makes your initial purchase price seem very small and the equity that you have really large. So why pay off your home before you pay off your investments? I get asked that a lot. And look, it's worth consulting your financial planner on all, all these things, but it gives you really great security moving into that retirement or income phase because, you know, it decreases your ongoing expenses. So you're not having the interest repayments and the other rep the principal repayments to make on your home. And you therefore need a much lower level of passive income from your assets to cover all your expenses, reduce your expenses. You don't need as much passive income. The other reason is that the loan on your home is not tax deductible. So there's no negative gearing tax benefit, which would otherwise come from your investment loans. So that's why it makes sense to pay off that home loan first. Have your security so that you don't need as much passive income to cover your expenses. And, you know, it's really just ensuring that you have a roof over your head no matter what. So when making those extra repayments on your home loan in phase two, in the consolidation phase, and when you're saving for investments in phase one, in the acquisition phase, it's a great idea, I think, to put this money that you're saving in an offset account against your home loan rather than paying off the actual loan itself because you won't pay interest in on the money that's in the offset account 
And it also gives you even more security and flexibility to use that money in an emergency if you ever need to. So, you know, if you have a need to cash quickly to fund a life-changing, life-saving rather operation or something, you know, you've got all the money there and you don't have to worry about selling your property to quickly access it. So that's why I think it's a great idea to have that flexibility in paying the money into your offset account instead of paying off the principal if you have the choice. So you obviously make the minimum repayments of your principal, but you park all the surplus in the offset against your home first. So you, of course, need to be really disciplined with this too so that you don't you know, go spending the money on a massive holiday or sacrificing your later retirement with um, you know, something that's not even that important. And once your home is paid off, you can then take your surplus savings and the amount that you're also paying towards your home loan repayments. And by that stage, you'll have a lot of extra cash flow from your investments that's increasing as your assets continue to grow. And you can start plowing this into the offset accounts that you have against your investment property loans. So again, rather than paying down your investment property loans, set up an offset account and put all this extra surplus, all this extra savings, all this extra cash flow that you're now getting into offset your property investment loans. So this will then decrease your investment loans and further increase the cash flow to then use to plow even more money faster into your investment offset accounts. So it really spirals up because as more money goes in there, your cash flow is going to increase on the investment properties and further use that cash flow to pay down more against those offset accounts. So why else would you want to pay down debt instead of just making more investments? Well, as you enter the income phase or retirement phase, and especially if this is for your retirement, you want to reduce any risks you take and be a lot more conservative to protect the wealth that you've gained. Because you're not going to have time to restart again and build it all up again if, if once you've built it. So you have to be a lot more risk adverse. And still having borrowings on your investment properties or home represents a risk because you can't control what rate interest may go to. And you certainly don't want to be in retirement and have the cash flow that you depend on dropping substantially because of some global crisis that pushes interest rates to 15%. Now, don't get me wrong. It's, however, really unlikely for that to happen, but it's a risk that you want to remove from potentially happening at all. And that's why paying money into your offset accounts or paying off your loans and getting them really low in loan-to-value ratio or paid off entirely is really important to that risk reduction piece. So once your passive income exceeds your remaining expenses, you then have the choice whether to enter phase three, being retirement or your income phase, or continue to pay off debt and potentially put any, once your debt's all paid off, you could potentially then put more money into other cash flow focused investments. So even once you enter phase three, I would suggest that you keep your properties growing for you as long as possible. But at some stage, and especially if you're not receiving enough passive income from your portfolio, or if your loan-to-value ratios are still quite high, you may need to sell a property to pay off any remaining debt or to put the equity into a higher yielding investment at that stage, which 
might be shares or commercial property. So at least by having created this wealth in property, it had the chance to compound without being taxed along the way, which is one of the huge benefits of property. And hopefully by that stage, the income from your job might have stopped and you can really do some smart tax planning with your accountant, financial planner, so that you sell your properties in a year when you've got lower income and reduce any, you know, the amount of capital gains tax that you'll pay. So it's definitely best to speak to a financial advisor and accountant when considering your plan to begin with, considering your plan along the way. and making any of these decisions to ensure that you do what's best for your specific situation. So I just wanted to spend this episode sparking and setting potential strategies that you can consider when going through these three phases. And over the last 15 years, I've helped many clients sell a property every few years to spread out their gains and continue to fund their retirement. And I'm sure that's going to continue to be the case as many of our baby boomers are entering into that phase now. And so that is how I think about the three phases and some of my strategies for transitioning from the second consolidation phase into the third retirement phase. I hope it's going to be helpful for you and your future. Thanks for listening and catch you on the next one. Just a reminder, the information discussed in this podcast is general in nature. As we don't know your specific situation, you should always seek professional advice before taking any action. For free market reports on your suburbs of interest and other helpful resources to grow your wealth, make sure you join my property investor update at investorsedge.com.au slash join. And finally, make sure you're a member of our Perth Property Investment Facebook group to be part of the conversation with other like-minded investors get help to your questions, and get a feel for what's going on out there in the market. I'll see you in the group.